Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 28, Verse, Text 44. Chiravasa Vratakshama Veni Bhuta Shiro Ruha Veni Bhuta Shiro Ruha Baba Upa Patim Shanta Baba Upa Patim Shanta Shika Shantam Ivanalam Shika Shantam Ivanalam Jiravasa Ratakshama Veni Bhuta Shiro Ruha Vabhavupa Patim Shanta Shika Shantam Ivanalam Chiravasha, wearing old garments. Bratakshama, lean and thin and on account of austerities. Beni Bhuta, entangled. Shiroruha, her hair. Babhav Shri Shon Upapatim Near the husband Shanta Peaceful Shika Flames Shantam Without being agitated Iva Like Analam Fire Translation for the daughter of King Vidarva wore all garments and she was lean and thin because of her vows of austerity. Since she did not arrange her hair, it became entangled and twisted in locks. Although she remained always near her husband, she was as silent and unagitated as the flame of an undisturbed fire. Purport. When one begins to burn firewood, there is smoke and agitation in the beginning. Although there are so many disturbances in the beginning, once the fire is completely set, the fire, firewood burns steadily. Similarly, when both husband and wife follow the regular principles of austerity, they remain silent and are not agitated by sex impulses. At such a time, both husband and wife are benefited spiritually. One can attain this stage of life by completely giving up a luxurious mode of life. In this verse, the word chiravasa refers to very old torn garments. The wife especially should remain austere, not desiring luxurious dresses 
and living standards. She should accept only the bare necessities of life and minimize her eating and sleeping. There should be no question of, of mating. Simply by engaging in the service of her exalted husband, <coughs> who must be a pure devotee, the wife will never be agitated by sex impulsions. The Panapasta stage is exactly like this. Although the wife remains with the husband, she undergoes severe austerities and penances so that although both husband and wife live together, there is no question of sex. In this way, both husband and wife can live together perpetually. Since the wife is weaker than the husband, this weakness expressed in this verse with the word upapatim. Upa means near to or almost equal to. Being a man, the husband is generally more advanced in and then his wife. Nonetheless, the wife is expected to give up all luxurious habits. She should not even dress nicely or comb her hair. You are listening, eh? <laughs> hair completely is one of the uh, main business of women. In the Panapasta stage of life, uh, should not, uh, uh, the wife should not take care of her hair. Thus her hair will become as tangled in knots. Consequently, the wife will no longer be attracted to the husband and she uh, herself will no longer be agitated by sex impulses. In this way, both husband and wife can advance in spiritual consciousness. This advanced, advanced stage is called the Paramahamsa stage. And once it is obtained, both husband and wife can be actually liberated from bodily consciousness. If the disciple remains steady in the service of the spiritual master, he need no longer fear falling down into the clutches of Maya. Hare Krishna. Yeah, so... That is the platform of Krishna consciousness. Uh, it's a very high standard uh, practice of devotional service. So there's no mucking around. In Krishna consciousness, everything is a high standard. It is proper speaking here in this purport is talking the high standard of devotional service. So you may be thinking, oh God, I'm not anything like that. What Prabhupada is speaking in the purport. I'm, I'm very lowly devotee. Uh, but Bhagavatam points out uh, the standard of devotional service, the standard of Krishna consciousness is that we have to achieve for that. Uh, so, you know, the principles of devotional service, um, we may be saying, oh, we are just in the beginning level, but it's all part of the process. Like if you are trying to climb up the mountain, uh, you are in the foothills, but still, we are in the process of getting there. So, the path platform of devotional service, even though in the beginning stages, it is still transcendental, nonetheless. So, for neophyte devotees, beginning devotees, uh, talking about the Grihastha, particularly, and uh, uh, what is the standard of our process of Krishna consciousness? We are saying, I am just practicing, but 
even after 40 years, oh, I'm still practicing. You know, we, we, we are required to come to the standard right from the beginning, actually. Well, if you're actually sincere practicing Krishna consciousness, if you're sincere enough, we'll, we, we will be aspiring for it right from the beginning. So, um, you know, the Goswamis of Vrindavan and, and, and many of the Acharyas, uh, they set such high standard of Krishna consciousness. They are our Acharyas, our Guru Maharajas. And you can see Srila Prabhupada himself uh, was, uh, we saw you know, with our own eyes, Srila Prabhupada is the opposite to the Goswamis. He was riding in a car and, and flying an airplane and, and, and he, he's the one who uh, introduced in the Hare Krishna movement grass to life. If you go to Gorya Mat, they don't have grass there. And so Srila Prabhupada took it to the next level of Krishna consciousness. Because he can see a sadhu, a pure devotee, an acharya. He sees beyond how to engage everybody in Krishna's service. So he, he, if, he, if he made conditions, and, and, and it will be very difficult for every one of us to serve Krishna. If our ashram and our society is only for sannyasis and brahmacharis, that will be impossible. Because I've seen uh, from many, many years, all my friends, they're like strict brahmachari. But they're all grihastas now. Strict grihastas. Strict grihastas. So, so I'm going to get to that. Grihasta doesn't mean um, such gratification. A good brahmachari can make grihasta, as they say. Grihasta doesn't mean unlimited such gratification. In fact, it is more responsibility. Brahmachari is going, ha, 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 you're going and living around in ashram, everyone's taken care of, you just have to do a little bit of service. But Grihastas is really full on, isn't it? You have to, Grihastas means family man, you need to, uh, you know, provide, find a job. And there's just a lot of, lot of intensity in there. And at the same time, you, 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 you have to be Krishna conscious, you need to change your rounds. And, and, and come to the program, follow the Paragat principles. So there's a lot of hardship in there. But Prabhupada said, when one becomes a Grihastha, um, um, 70% your, your chances become less. Means, because that all the time that you, you need to serve Krishna become less, because you need to get a job, to get and so many things are involved uh, So, at the same time, Krishna sees our sincerity. Krishna sees our endeavor. Even though in the midst of all that difficulty, to try to raise a family, you still want to become Krishna Bhakta. You still want to become Krishna conscious. And you want to chant your rounds nicely. So that endeavor itself is it's the very... Krishna is seeing that. Your love of for Krishna. And and um, <coughs> I think Maharajis should dress up nicely, wear ornaments, wear uh, silk sari. And, and you come to the temple. So it's attractive. You come in here all 
uh, ragged clothes and, and very renowned and, and hair is going everywhere, matted hair. They're going to think these guys are hippies. <laughs> They're not going to come to the temple. You know? So, Srila Prabhupada, he introduced uh, you know, opulent temple. Look at this temple. I was very much attracted to the Hare Krishna movement because um, I saw the opulent of it. When I lived in Sydney, I always wanted to come to Melbourne. Who wants to go to Melbourne to do Sanketa? Me. Because they had such nice Pisharam here, such um, opulent temple. I always wanted to be here. But they always had uh, fights between two temples. They want to make sure that uh, you don't steal the brown chai from that temple. So there is a swap. This was going on. But if I'm attracted to a temple, people who come here, they're attracted to Hare Krishna. They say, wow, such a beautiful place, such an outdoor place. I want to be here. This is the idea behind all this opulence is that we become attracted to Krishna. So we accept the opulence on behalf of Krishna, but we ourselves are detached from it. Like, um, like, like the lotus, Krishna says, like the lotus, it's in the water, but it's not touched by it. The water slides off. So we are living in opulent temple, everything is so opulent, but we ourselves, hey, hey Krishna, where are you? I want to be with you. I want to serve you. You're running to see Krishna. So your heart is with Krishna, even though you're surrounded by opulent. I mean, I, 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 and I've been to Grihasa's house in Melbourne. I do program all the time. I mean, they, they're living a very simple life, in fact. Not everybody is very, very wealthy. You know, you have a big car, European car, and a backyard. Some of you are living a very simple life. So, even if you are surrounded by wealth, but you know that your heart is at the temple. In fact, the house of a devotee, Vaishnava's house, is a temple. Because there you are offering food to Krishna and you are dressing up for Krishna. So it is all Krishna conscious. The problem is when you become attached to all of that. Even we are attached to eating. You know, that attachment will get rid of the attachment. How we can see Krishna in the middle of all this? So, Bhakti Yoga means uh, the path of devotion, devotional attitude. Everything we do with that attitude of devotion. How I can please Krishna? They're not dressing up to attract the husband, they're dressing up to attract Krishna. Huh? Get that point. You look pretty today. She's dressing up for Krishna, not you. So we have to always know the principle behind what we do. Otherwise, if we don't see in that way, everything becomes mechanical. Come to the mandir, everything, ha ha, and chalo. And that's it. We have to do, we're doing it to please Krishna, we're doing it to please Prabhupada, we're doing it to please our Guru Maharaj, to attract Krishna. To chant the mantra, they evoke the mantra to, to please the sweet sound of the mantra. Krishna is, we are fanning for Krishna and Prabhupada. They are very beautiful, they are very, very smooth uh, uh, air that is flowing onto the body of Lord Krishna. Not, it's not a sport thing, very smooth. So he is feeling that, that 
comfortness. And he fanned Krishna nicely. And then he offered flower to Krishna, very smooth. So you have to see that I am doing to please Krishna. That's the whole idea of the process of Krishna consciousness. Nothing wrong dressing up. Nothing wrong uh, uh, to have everything opulent. But we have to know that the, the principle behind is that I'm doing it to please my Guru. I'm doing it to please Krishna. That's it. Not that you think, oh, no, no, I, I, I'm going have a beer and think of Krishna. This is, like Krishna said, everything is the taste. And that's not on. So when you do something which is not Krishna conscious, you think that it reminds you of Krishna, it doesn't work like that. Because we have to bring this spiritual principle into spiritual life, not material things. We are engaging the material thing in Krishna's service, but we don't get bound to it. So you go to work, but your mind is thinking, oh, I want to be with Krishna, I want to be in the temple. Even though you're working, but how you can work without at the same time thinking of Krishna? <clears throat> Don't worry about that. At least you have chanted your rounds, you chanted Hare Krishna, you're, you're calling for Krishna. Your work will get, actually even get, even get better. By His mercy, everything will go smoothly. So, um, the Hare Krishna movement is, um, is this movement is, is to attract people from all background. So sometimes people, they criticize Hare Krishna if people, uh, you know, live such an opulent life. You go to India, I, I, I remember when I first saw the Iskand devotees, they were wearing silk and nice you know, dresses and, and, and watch and uh, going in a car. I said, how can we sadhu? Because in India we know sadhu means um, like like it's says here, matted hair and uh, um, no shoes and very ragged, rag clothes, stuff like that. And, and then I thought, I, I, when I saw this country, I said, I want to be here. I like this idea. Wear nice clothes, have nice food. I didn't like to be a sadhu or ragged clothes and matted hair. So I really liked this country so much. And, you know, and the prasadam was coming up from the second floor in Mayapur, where it's very fragrant. I said, wow. And when you go to Indian Hindu temple, they just give you one box with just one glove and one and some. That's it. They pack it and give it to you. And when you come here, they have like full plate and steaming hot. And you can eat seconds, thirds. So I think this is a good idea to have uh, you know, Krishna consciousness up to your full, not just a little bit. So Prabhupada expanded Krishna consciousness in a big way. And, and, and sometime they saw in Bengal and some Madhajis, they wear saffron. You know, I don't know what they got it from. They were like a sannyasi. And dancing, they said, this is the upper samudaya. They are, they are, um, um, they're not in line. They're just speculating. And they have long hair and they, they're doing this. The hair goes in the front, comes back in front of the Durga. Some kind of a dance. And then, when I came to the Hare Krishna temple, and saw the Westerners, they dressed so nicely, and they're dancing in front of Radha Krishna. I said, this is so attractive. 
And, and uh, you know, the hippies, the people from really bad background, the drug addicts, you know, they come to the temple and they, they're attracted to our attractive devotees. They look at themselves, oh, my, my, I'm such a bum. I want to be like these people. So they take up also Krishna consciousness. If one guy comes here and he has a dirty sock and very dirty, and nobody wants to be around him, he himself will feel very shy. So we created an ashram to make the devotees highest class, best brahmanas. Brahmana means one who is clean, pakka, perfect in every way. I, I, I remember this uh, one, my friend and a, a couple, they, were, they came to the Hare Krishna temple. They were hippies. They used to come and eat in our restaurant. So I used to preach them every day, you know. You cut your hair and then and you, you, and you come here and you look nice and we'll support you. And so they joined up and they became very nice devotees. They were like hippies. So Prabhupada always preached Krishna consciousness to create this highest standard of bhakti yoga. Highest standard. Here from India, you don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you, oh, you know, cut your hair. You already know. But that's why the Indian people say, oh, I already know, don't tell me. But foreigners are doing it. Of course, now foreigners are going, Indians are doing it. So you became your devoted Hare Krishna devotees in Iskand Melbourne, not in India. You used to go to the temple in India, but you didn't become a devotee. You came here, you became a devotee. That means uh, Srila Prabhupada's temple is so attractive, you became attractive. And all the people that are working hard in the, in, in, uh, out there, they're frustrated in life. Disease, birth, old age, it's all such a suffering, miserable, material world. And right now, there's all this disease going around. Everyone's talking about the disease. Devotees here, they don't talk about any disease. We're only thinking Shana Harakishna. They're worried because the economy is it's, it's this. It's um, just going down and down. So Krishna is going to create a situation when everybody has to turn to Krishna. When everyone is so miserable and there is nothing but God. That's going to happen. Sooner or later. Don't think that every day we go out and we work, come home and this is just going to go on and on. Have a good life. This is not going to always, this is miserable. This has to stop. We, so, Krishna is creating Vaikuntha, spiritual world in this world, in this material world, Vaikuntha. And nobody wants it, but Krishna is going to create, like I said, situation where everything is going to be so miserable that they're going to be running for God. Because it's got to be that way. So we need to make Krishna consciousness so attractive and so beautiful that when people come here, they want, they want to be here. They don't want to go home. We have to like say, please, we will close the door now. People want to be here. Hanging around, hanging around. They love it so much. This is what happens. There was uh, Ramananda Swami, one of the uh, Swami, uh, he, he, he first became a devotee, he, he, 
he didn't like he wants to go out and so he was in an ashram and Srila Prabhupada and made gulab jamans you know gulab jamans you all know gulab jamans right yeah, so last the Sunday couple Sundays ago I made gulab jamans Sunday feast ekhajab 1000 pieces and nobody makes it because it's a lot of work so I had to make the day before and one one, one of the boys says oh, I had 10 gulab jamans I said you know was that enough for other people so Brahman Swami, he was thinking, I don't want to be a devotee and I want to go and leave the Hare Krishna. So when he's walking out, and he, he saw this uh, big, big ball of gloves on the, on the, on the doorstep. He said, oh, I've got to have one. If I go, I take a couple. And, and it's a very sweet and very heavy. Uh, and if you have one, you want to eat another one. So he kept eating. Maybe I had ten. And after that, he was feeling very drowsy and all the sugar. So he went back in and slept. And then that's how he became a devotee. He never left. <laughs> we have to make Krishna consciousness very enjoyable. Shushukam kortam abhayam. Krishna said devotional service is very enjoyable. It's not that you are doing it because I oh, have to do it. It's not like a duty. Oh, I've got to do it. I, I, I don't like it, but I have to do it. You know, you're not enjoying it. You have to enjoy Krishna consciousness. Enjoy means that you see you are, you are doing it to please Krishna. And Krishna is happy. And sometimes I've seen the, the devotees, they complain, Oh, I got it like me. I have to cook today and this again. So now I go in the kitchen and some, the devotees are singing. They're walking around singing. I'm thinking, wow. And they were, just before they got in the kitchen, they were complaining. They said, oh, no, I, I don't want to do this service. I'm... I'm even though I'm volunteering, but I, I really feel like doing it. But once they're in the kitchen, they're in ecstasy. They're happy. They're moving around, singing, and I have never seen, four years now almost, never seen an accident. Everybody is enjoying. So where is the austerity in Krishna consciousness? I came in here, a couple, I think one of the festival, and Somebody gave me, um, I went to do a home program, and they gave me a set of clothes. A silk dhoti, silk kurta, silk chadar, silk bead bag. So, wow, I, I only wanted a silk. I got a, a pair. So I was wearing silk dhoti here. Everybody said, what happened to you, Prabhu? So I look always flashy, you know. <laughs> Usually all scruffy. And so you think, wow. So they're looking at me instead of looking at the deity. So I'm thinking, this is not a good idea. We are supposed to attract Krishna, but everyone. So then... I didn't wear it after that. <laughs> so we have to know that if I'm able to actually attract Krishna. So if you're enjoying Krishna consciousness, you are not seeing yourself as the center of everything. You're putting Krishna in the center. Sometimes I'm singing here, oh, Bosa Chalaga, and I feel good, and I'm singing, and everyone's dancing. But that, you're meant to enjoy that. If that enjoyment is not there, what else are you going to enjoy? Isn't it? But still, there's the subtle, subtle egos there inside. Oh, uh, I'm doing it. It feels good. But you have to get rid of that. The ego in the bottom of your heart, that subtle ego, that's what gets us. See? So, this particularly in this book, Prabhupada is very strongly saying, 
your men, women, your associating. Uh, we are very strict about you know brahmacharis. We don't even uh, look at the mothers. I have an hour time <coughs> where if I have to give something to mothers, I go hurry, mothers. <laughs> look the other way. <laughs> so I thought to myself, this is very rude. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're even being you know they're devotees. I should look at them. So, so you know, I, I was. Uh, I, I went to Mayapur and uh, somehow we are taught to wear nice clothes like silk, flashy. So I was in Mayapur and so uh, there was this one mother who used to come to the ashram and deliver bread you know, from Radha Madhava. You have to make an order. So she used to make, offer to Radha Madhava and bring, deliver to the Brahmachari ashram down at the, uh, uh, the Gurukul area. So she used to uh, and I was and so she bought bread and, and cinnamon rolls and all the things I like, and I was supposed to pay her. So I and, and people are watching other Brahmacharis and Yasis, they're all saying, Mataji's coming to your ashram. So I would come to the door, and I had my dhoti like this. I said, put it in there, and here's the money. That's <laughs> very rude. So everybody said, ah, oh, pretty good. You did good. You're a good Brahmachari. But I'm buying bread from a Maharaji and then I'm, you know, I have to give her money. So it doesn't say much. You're taking service from a Maharaji, you're a Brahmachari, they're cooking bread for you. Okay, you're paying because you got money. So I don't think it's a good idea. But the point I'm making is that you, you do so your service, but don't hover, hover in your mind thinking, Oh, the Maharaji, Maharaji. Think of Krishna. Finish. So the whole idea of ashram, Varnashram ashram, Grihastra ashram, Sanyas ashram, and, 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 and Brahmachari ashram, these are different ashram. The idea of ashram is to, we are situated in different ashram, but the point of being in that ashram is to be Krishna conscious. So it's not that you are grihastha means you can in unlimitedly enjoy sex life. That is all nonsense. I know brahmacharis, you, you or like, or, or uh, um, grihastha, they, they don't have this idea at all. Your idea is to serve each other, like Prabhupada says here. Is to make yourself Krishna conscious, so husband and wife, they're serving Krishna together, reading Bhagavatam together, cutting fruit for the Balava together. He got the one is reading Krishna book. That's the idea. And if you have children, you make them Krishna conscious. Otherwise, don't have children. Travel around husband and wife like a sannyasini. Not everybody can do that. And like, I mean, uh, uh, the first time, and and uh, um, they will tell you, uh, you know, like. What's the point of having, if you are grihastha, what's the point if you don't have children? So, and some are very strong about that, then you have children. And some say, no, no, just wait around, give some time, you know. But it's okay if you're going to make your children Krishna conscious. Like that Kadamukaran Maharaj was saying once, you know, the Indian children, you go to Australian school, you're a Nazi, and then you come back at home, you're Indian. <laughs> Who is a roti? And they are eating sandwich. 
It's not like that. You have to always emphasize uh, Krishna consciousness from home. Don't think temple is only home. Devotee home, like I said, devotee home is, is a temple also. So you're training the whole process of our Krishna consciousness is to train each other to become Krishna conscious. The temple is a, is a, is a training place. So you have children, the training never stops. It's very difficult. It's like you've got the dogs, they go all over the place, you have to pull them back. But I'm not saying your children are dog, but <laughs> you need to train them all the time, very strongly. Stop! They are very heavy. Give them a danda. Uh, you know, they said oh, if you hit the children, they're child abuse. When I, when I was in, in India, I got beaten up like anything. That's why I'm still here. Sometimes we don't beat them enough or, or we're spoiling them. We've got to do them in a way that they are accepting it. Sweet and sour. I lived in China. My favorite subject is sweet and sour. Give them a slap and a sweet. <laughs> it's not always like that. You have to enjoy it. You have to like it. If somebody doesn't like it, you have to learn how to teach them in a sweet way. Isn't it? So, always give them a stick doesn't work. So, sense enjoyment is, is, the is why we are here in the material world. The sense gratification. Krishna created this material world so we can enjoy here. But actually there's nothing to enjoy. It's all suffering. If the husband and wife, they're traveling, preaching, that's the enjoyment. Once you have a child, that's it, Baba. <laughs> you got stuck. You, you have to stay. You can't travel. It's like having a pet in a home. And you want to go traveling, you have to give the pet somewhere, you have to pay for it. So but people don't travel because they have a pet. Similarly, if you have children, you have to make sure that they are okay, they are Krishna conscious, not just having for the sake of having. Cat and dog, they have too many. Fish have thousands of eggs, one time. There is no responsibility. So our principle as Grihastha is to make our children Krishna conscious. How to do that? You have to be Krishna conscious yourself. Like if you're telling, don't smoke and you're smoking, they're going to ask you why you're smoking. So you say, you know, Sari Ravi you offer the food and then you don't offer it or munch. You didn't say prayers. They'll remind you, isn't it? Hey, I go, I'm talking to you. <laughs> so, devotees have to be very mindful that, and then when they grow up, they take off. They don't want to be devotee. That's, don't worry about that. At least when they're young, make them Krishna conscious. It's very difficult. Uh, people are like, Brahmachari, I know a lot of Brahmacharis are like, yeah, running to get, become Grihastha, but just wait, Baba, wait. You know, the suffering, you don't want to accept the suffering too fast. You all know. So, sometimes, I remember some Krishna Maharaj used to always say, uh, you know, I trust the Grihastas because you, there's no fake being a Grihastha. You have to accept the responsibility. A lot of hardship. You have to work, get the money, get everything, be on top of it, paying all the bills and this and that. Even if you own a home in Australia, you still need to pay a lot of bills. Water bills, electricity bills, um, you have to buy all the groceries. It adds up. Maybe uh, 500 bucks a week. In India, ah, you can enjoy it. Like, go to the bazaar. Maybe it's more expensive now. 
So there's no shortcut. On top of all that, you need to change your rounds, 16 rounds. Ah, oh, well, you know, how are you changing Japa and driving? That's like on the phone, and, and you get tangled up, you have an accident. Plus, you're not paying attention, look at the road. So you have to make a habit of changing your rounds, quality rounds, somehow. Before sleep, maybe. I know uh, sometimes I do this and that and I, ha I still have rounds to do. By the time you are exhausted, tired and your time to sleep, I still have few rounds. But I tell myself, finish rounds before sleep, I don't care. Be very strong with yourself. You can't live in the ashram that you're living in forever. They are a grihastha for eternally. Nobody says that. Short, everything is short time we hear. Your family, your children, this is all short time. Our real family is Krishna. Prabhupada. Prabhupada's family, Krishna's family. It's a much bigger family than your tiny little family. So try to see in a, in a, in a transcendental way. So we think, oh, it's all mine. This is the Maya. Think everything is mine. You have to say everything is Krishna's. Just like all the devotees here in, in Melbourne, you're all very good grihastas. Because you know, I was here this morning, four o'clock, there was no man, no one from, from the temple, all Malajis here. And they were chanting, very sincerely. They said, wow, Krishna might be dancing in front of them. He was chanting, some of the Malajis. The temple was full. And your children, they are all here, Bhagavatam, listening. So it's wonderful. Setting a good example for the rest of the movement. And I went to one temple, it was Villa Vindavana, that's in Florence, in Italy. So the Grihastha people, they, they invited me because I was an ex gurukul So they have a lot of ex gurukul and they are really in Maya. They had the training and everything, and they are all going out, girls and this, that, some of them even taking drugs, who knows. So I went, they had all the ex gurukulis because I was like the older school So I spoke to them. So the parents say, my daughter, my son, they're demigods. You know, they're born in Iskon and they, they came from heaven. <coughs> so I had to explain nicely without hurting anybody. I said, you know, maybe you're a demigod once, but you're not anymore. <laughs> not, we're fallen demigod. Sometimes the Indians say, oh yeah, I already know. We try to sell a book, uh -huh, okay. I already have it at home, don't give me this. So we said, no, we are reminding you, you've forgotten. <laughs> so, so we may think, oh, our sons and our daughters, they are demigod, you know, while they're taking, you know, drugs. <laughs> so we need to give them Krishna conscious from early age and in the hope that if, when they grow up, uh, if, even if they go away, it will remind them of Krishna and they will come back. If they're in trouble, they will go, oh, you know, actually I should be Krishna conscious. And many are coming back. This is the idea. It's a gamble, but spiritual gamble. He take the risk. But there's no risk. Because they say when the bamboo is soft, you can bend it. Right? They use the bamboo, you can bend it like this, make a bow. But when it's very hard, you cannot. So when they grow up, you guys grow up, 
I went to one home program, Grihas, all they are like semi-devotee, uh, beginners, uh, Bhikshu. And one Madhuji says, uh, what to do? Uh, her son is want to eat meat. And she, he was there. And uh, so I had to explain uh, to them. And she said, she, she was saying that they want to go to McDonald's and meet, and they, they want to become devotee, come to the temple. So it's a very big uh, challenge for them. Uh, and so I told them that you bring them here. Because here have all these nice devotee kids, they can play. Because they are associating with karmas too much, they want to be like that. So that's why we have the temple. The children come to temple, they develop an attachment for deities, for the temple lifestyle, devotional lifestyle. They want to hang around here, they play. Some people say, oh, these kids are playing around tomorrow. Let them play, they like it here. Otherwise they play with karmic kids. So the idea is sangha, associate with devotees. Then they will develop this taste for devotional life. So you're always associating with karmis. They want to be like karmis. You go to school only when you come back, bring them to the temple. Bring to the program. That's the whole idea. So we have, and I went to Gurukul in Mayapur and Bindavan. That was in the 70s. Very tough. Went to Bindavan Gurukul, they're all from America. I was the only Indian boy. Prabhupada sent them to Bindavan because our Gurukul was in Dallas. And all the parents, they were coming to visit them, so they could not make them Krishna conscious because they were interrupted by the parents. So Prabhupada said, bring them to Vrindavan, away from their home. So, to develop this austerity, detachment from, from the early age. And they're all getting sick because in India, you know, the water is terrible and Vrindavan especially. And if you take a shower, if you, want to take, if you want to take a hot shower, you have to get up two o'clock in the morning because you have the electric, you put it in the bucket. And sometimes the bucket will melt because it's a plastic bucket. <laughs> so it's a big trouble. So, uh, so uh, they said in America, we have hot water. And I said, you know, Prabhupada sent you here to do austerity. Take a cold shower. I, I was there monitor. I said, get out, you know. So hard to wake them up. The hardest thing for us to wake someone up for Mangalarti. That was my job, to wake people up. Boys, it's just so hard. I used to pray to Krishna, please help me to wake these boys up. And then they hate me like anything for days. And so I just take the blanket and throw it somewhere else. They have to get up in wintertime. So the idea is to somehow give them Krishna consciousness in a way that they'll accept. Not always beating them or anything. It's in a sweet way. I told the story of, of Jayapathaka Maharaj. You know, he, he, he was, one time he was our ashram teacher in Mayapur. Because they didn't have enough teacher. They didn't have any Indians to become a teacher. And they had, only person who was teacher was Pankajanga Jananibash. But they are also doing puja. They didn't have, so they didn't have enough teachers. So Jayapathaka Maharaj said, ah, I'll volunteer to wake them up. Stuff, and so uh, they started this uh, 24-hour kirtan in Mayapur. Uh, and uh, those days in Mayapur, they didn't have much to eat. 
You know, so we really appreciated that there's prasadam. Like we didn't waste one grain of rice. So, had, so they asked me to do kirtan while doing the prasadam time. I said to Prabhu, that's, that's, that's not on. You know, I, you know, I need to take prasadam. Are you making me chant you know, kirtan while everyone's eating? So I was really mad at him. He said, oh, we'll make sure. I said, okay, make sure there is big, big plate of rice and dal sabji put nicely. And so, uh, so I was thinking, uh, Hare Krishna, there's just only me singing. There's not enough people. Kartal and I was just, just dozing off. I said, I look at the clock every time. <laughs> so then was Pusharam, was finished. Then I went straight for Pusharam. And uh, first thing, there was two sannyasis sitting there next to my plate. I know what they're sitting you know, next to my plate. And it was Jafataka Maharaj. Because he always comes late, because he's too busy with meeting and stuff. Him and that one, uh, Bhakti uh, Tita Swami. So they're both sitting there. And Jafataka Maharaj was next to my plate, the other Maharaj was on the other side. So I looked at the plate, this, this must rise, everything so little. So I just kicked the plate. And it went all over Maharaj. You know, and he was wearing silk and everything. Because those days he had to wear silk, because Prabhupada was wearing. So then I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be finished now. You know, they're going to like kick me out and stuff. So I didn't care. So Maharaj took me in the kitchen and he said, oh, you know, this is not the way to behave. You know, first of all, you're offending Prasadam. This is different from Krishna. No respect at all. And you're, you're all over me. You don't have respect for uh, sannyasi, and he could have like beat me up with a stick and stuff, and throw him in the in a dungeon. But he was very nice. He spoke to me very nicely. I was really attracted. I, I, I was like after I, I was crying. I said, "Mara, I'll never do it again," because the way he was saying it was so sweet and so uh, you know so very nice. It, so I was thinking, if someone else had beat me up, I'd do it again, maybe. You know, revenge. But Maharaj did it in a way that I was very attracted. So he knew that how to tell others in a way that they can accept. Someone else, maybe they need to stick. But not me. They stick me, then I stick them back, you know, like, or something. <laughs> Go around, create a trouble, you know. You make a group, gunda, and all these things. <laughs> a lot of issues. So preaching Krishna consciousness is actually a technique. We have to know how to tell others someone may be not deserve, someone may need accordingly. So as a parent also, it's not always the sweetness in Krishna consciousness is in the preaching. Dynamic preaching is when we can preach Krishna consciousness very attractive to others. It becomes very dynamic, it becomes very, jo- very joyful. But if we don't have the attitude of making others Krishna conscious, then it becomes very dry. We are doing it routinely. Every day I get up, start, sleep, bang. Next day, like a machine. But we have to do, we are doing it because we know this is a preaching movement. How we can attract others' conditioned soul to make them Krishna conscious. So, you know, it's very difficult in a, in a childhood to bring up Krishna consciousness. Grihastha has a, a big challenge. Not you run for, become a grihastha, you know, you, you become a young boy and you meet a young girl and you, you get married and you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, I feel really good in the beginning. 
But the responsibility is there, isn't it? The responsibility is not only to take care of the family materially, you know, on top of all bills and, and, and get a house and everything, but also your Krishna consciousness, chanting your rounds, coming to the temple, associating your devotee, doing some deity worship. Not only once a week. I know this, uh, this Maharaji, um, uh, Prithilakshana Maharaji and Shukadev Prabhu and many other leaders, they're all struggling to get so cook. Oh, I need to go to India. Oh, I'm off the altar. You know, that's a struggle. So, it's a challenge to be Krishna conscious. And we don't have, you know, Brahmana and the, so see that you try to encourage yourself that um, I'm here to serve Krishna. In the beginning, oh yeah, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, and take Prasharam and everything's very ecstatic, it's very jolly, and it's Hare Krishna, I want to be whole life devotee, going back to Godhead, yeah. After some time, Prabhu, you, know, you need to do this service, you need to do this, as a, start to dry up. You start to become, oh, actually, I didn't think it's going to be all this work. I thought just going to be taking Prasharam and Hare Krishna every day, chanting. You're missing. Chanting Hare Krishna, singing and dancing, studying, this part of the process, and doing service, devotional service. That is the responsibility. Not, oh yeah, I'll be a Grihastha, no problem. You know, they're not seeing, it's all in the facade, in the front, oh, looks all nice. But when you are associating with the Mataji, you know, there's another story, right? Maybe, you know, and fighting and things happen. Yeah. And the demons' uh, teeth come out. Everybody's demon in Kali Yuga, men and women all. <laughs> so don't think that everything's wore off. So Krishna consciousness brings it out. We're exposed. We want to be exposed. If you give me water, I have to check. It's not poison, or it's not milk, it's, it's water. You know, we, we, we want to make sure that what's going in, it's going to be healthy for us. So we, that exposure is good. Then we can challenge ourselves to accept what is going to make us Krishna conscious. Everything is smooth, all heavenly, then you never want to go back to Godhead. So there's misery, there's suffering, the ashram is there to create this ashram, different ashrams there to uplift us to the next level. You understand? Next level. Brahmacharya, Grihastha, Banapa, Sanyas. Sanyasini, I'm a Sanyasi, I have to have my stick and that's it. There's no such thing as you go to Sanyasi Loka where everybody holding a stick and, 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 and there's a Grihastha. No, this is a spiritual world. Golok Vindavan. Everybody's serving Krishna. You are there, Grihastha, Brahmacharya, everybody's serving Krishna, that's all. You know, suppose, so this temple. If you have different ashram, the idea of ashram is that, okay, you, you want, not everyone's going to be a, a brahmachari, you want to be a grihastha, fine. You want to have so many kids, fine. If you can make them Krishna conscious, that's fantastic. If ten kids, both are child, no problem. You have like a gurukul, you can start your own gurukul in your home. But the idea, it's not easy to maintain and make them Krishna conscious. One is already a challenge. They're going to, papa, papa, I want this, I want that. They're going to drive you nuts. So they're, they're, they're asking you, Papa, Papa, I want to go to the temple. 
I want to change up, I want to say devotees, teach me Midanga harmonium. They're going to pop up, I want to go somewhere else. Isn't it? Not everybody is Prahlad Maharaj. So there's going to be a lot of challenge. So you need to pray to Krishna, pray to Guru Maharaj, please make me Krishna conscious, make me a good devotee. Uplift me from lust, anger, and greed, sense enjoyment. It's not that just all, all of a sudden you're pew. You, you don't touch the ground anymore because you are free from lust, anger, and greed because you chant Hare Krishna, because you initiate it. No, challenge is always there. We have to follow the principle. We have to follow the principle always. If you don't follow the principle, then ah, thora, thora, I just break a little bit, not a problem. That's where the problem is. You break the principle a little bit, then you more, a little bit more, and a little bit more, before you know it, you, you've broken the principle. Yeah. So don't give yourself a tinge of yourself to allow yourself to um, break the principle. Be strict. Prabhupada was very strict. Good to be strict. We're not going to be here forever. Be strict. We are very lucky people. We can be Krishna conscious. We have the highest gift of love for God. We have the highest gift, bhakti, love for Krishna. What else do you want? You can't love your family. There's all this break up and stuff. People don't like you. Krishna loves us. He's always there for us. Playing flute. Come on to me. Come. That's why he's playing flute. He's calling us. Not always calling the cows. He's also calling us with his flute. So, the principle of devotional service is that we become attached to Krishna, detached from material sense enjoyment. Sense enjoyment is the problem. It's weighing us down like a brick. You're swimming in the river, a big, big heavy river flowing, current with a brick on your head, on your back, you go down. So, Material desire, sense gratification weighs us down like a ton of brick. You have to just take it, throw it. And you feel, ah, oh, very light. Feels good. You know, sometimes when you don't eat, I say, I, everybody's so crazy about eating, I'm not going to eat today. Tell myself, no eating. They give me all the nice work. And then I feel so light, I feel fantastic. I haven't died because I didn't eat. Maybe when you're a kid, you need to eat. But that's like already like 50 years. And I can go without eating a day or two. I mean, I, I ate fruit for one whole week. Fruit, only fruit. They say, you are, you know, you are, you are a bird. You know, or, you know, eat fruit. And when I was doing kirtan, I, I was feeling dizzy. I couldn't play the midanga. And they had me dancing like this. My arms were almost coming out of the here. Because it's like a fruit. So we need to eat, but we eat just so we can do service to Krishna. Always don't overeat, don't overenjoyment. Overenjoyment, think, oh, I drink all night. And then, you see, people who drink all night, they can't get up in the morning, they have a headache. We don't drink alcohol, we drink hot milk. So good. And we take pusharam, or they're eating chocolate, we have sweet rice, halava. Much more better sweet, not concentrated sweet. Prabhupada was walking and he says, and a westerner, and he was, he, his teeth was gone. 
Prabhupada said, I'm 70 year old, I have all my teeth. He said, I eat rasgulla and sweet rice. So much sweet. And you eat chocolate. Your teeth gone. Also, not only chocolate, they also drink. So it's killing the teeth. So enjoyment is there, but you need to refine it. Don't just eat up to your neck that you can't even breathe. <laughs> right? If you want to chant Hare Krishna. <clears throat> so everything you need to refine. Not too much, not too little. You want to have ten kids, fine, then you have to make Krishna conscious them. Make them Krishna conscious. Otherwise, just have one. If you don't want, just, just live together, serve Krishna, fine. It's a good life. Husband, wife, travel and preach, that's fantastic. See, Burijan Prabhu and his wife, they travel around. It's a good life. Everybody's serving you. You know, if you're a grihasta, nobody cares. You, know? like, uh, you have to get your own job and, and get money and everything. But if you are preaching, when it's for Krishna, Krishna personally supply. You do your fall, every, do your, when you want to do for yourself, there's a challenge. Krishna says, those who serve me, I take care of them. We expect Krishna to take care of us we don't, when we don't return service to Him. But still take care of us. That's His mercy. But we need to wake up that human life is meant to serve Krishna. To go back to Krishna, go back to Godhead. That's the that is the, our existence. Is why we are all here because we are here to go back to Godhead. That is, that's why we are here. Otherwise, four-legged animal. You can't come to temple anymore. So human life has a great responsibility. Not just your own family. Like I said, we are a big family of Krishna. Prabhupada's family. Everybody here is family of Krishna. But you, you have to, idea, the idea of everything, you have to make everybody Krishna. Starting from your own family. That's the... Okay, any questions? I hope you all got the point I'm talking about. I don't talk like this with the people who are not devotees. Because you are devotees, we can say something heavy because you can accept it. Because you're all part of family, all friends and sisters and brothers like this. Any questions? Marajis? Man? Yes? Thank you for wonderful class. Many times because of our previous habits or conditioning, the material desires keep popping up in mind. Even though we have chanting for many years, associating with devotees, having prasadam, but this desires keeps popping up. So it seems almost impossible to First of all, it's not impossible because there are devotees who are like the sannyasis, who are very strict devotees. So if they can do it, they're also human beings. So it's not impossible. Uh, it's, it's all, Krishna says, it's, the problem is the mind. We, are, we, are, we need to overcome the mind because the mind is, we are hovering on the mental platform. So once you Overcome the mind and your senses. Even the yoga teaches you to rise above pain and pleasure. So we are contemplating on the sense objects. Then the Krishna says, the taste for higher taste doesn't come. It's blocking. So sense enjoyment is not always sense enjoyment, but people want to become good devotees and, and, and serve Krishna, but the mind 
the principle of mind is that um, same mind we had in different bodies and it, it brings back the memories from past life, even dreaming. So uh, it's a challenge. It's not, it's not that it's easy. Nobody says it's easy. But that challenge we accept on behalf of Krishna. That is to, to express our love for Krishna. You think the material life is easy. You, know, you get married, you have children, you have to educate them. It requires money. It requires to buy a home. So many things. This is why people drop out all that because sannyasi. When you know, so you did all that. Obviously, you can do it for Krishna too. If you can work so hard to make everything go materially, you know, on top of all that, and for become Krishna conscious, it's a less challenge, actually. You don't have to do all that. You can drop all that. You can just chant Hare Krishna. Krishna didn't say, like, you need to do this, do that. He said, chant, chaitanya Mahaprabhu, sing. That's all. So easy. So, but we make trouble for ourselves. We are making it difficult for ourselves. Process is actually easy. We are making it difficult for ourselves. Nobody told you to go and embrace the sense enjoyment, but people are doing it. But to become Krishna conscious it is easy. But nobody wants to do it. They want the hard life. So we need to preach to ourselves. That's why Sadhu Sangha is there. This way sitting in this class, I'm telling you. Then oh I got the point. Then you will make an effort. So that's why Bhagavatam class, associated with Chinese education, these things gives us the spiritual power. Then it will give the Shakti. There's, that's Prabhupada can bless us. Sadhus, the blessing is Prabhu, Prabhu bless me. There is blessing, but we also need to make the effort. I bless you, and then you go away, and, and, and every day is the same. Blessing is always there. But we need to make an effort. Yeah? If I'm reading the kirtan here, everybody is standing like this. You know. They do that outside. In the temple we dance. You have to get up the mental platform, your ego, your this desire, that desire. Throw it outside like you're leaving the shoes outside. And chant and dance. Hands in the air. Surrender. Krishna, I love you. I want to serve you. Give your hand. Then you feel but you're just licking the outside of a jar of honey. You're never going to know what the honey is like. You have to drink it. Drink the pure nectar of the holy name. Through chanting and dancing, hearing Bhagavatam, associating devotees. Then it will come. There's no challenge. The challenge is, only challenge is, we need to just do it. If you don't do it, we're going to always on the surface. Whole life. Yeah, then have to again, so... Yes, sir. And my question is, uh, you are saying that you know, we have to be, you know, make our family base everybody in Krishna conscious, right? So, in my house, not in my family, uh, they always complain to me that, uh, you know, I'm very responsible, I'm kind of selfish. Because, you know, I go to the temple, okay, and they say that at home. Okay, they have to, they have, they have, you know, my wife has to do a uh, daily routine, right? Take care of her kids, sending them to school, make them study, okay? I just go to the uh, temple without even, 
you're not caring about them much. I do care, but you know, but when uh, you know, when compared to my wife, my performance is very less. Okay. Due to my grades, due to my parents, anyway, right? So this is the you know practical difficulty which I'm facing. I know I'm what sure I know what you mean because I'm I'm just saying this, but. I don't have the responsibility, you know it better, so you, you understand it, so, so it's difficult for you. But I, I understand it's difficult, but like I said, uh, in the midst of this difficult, if you can make a little bit of an effort to love Krishna and serve Krishna, Krishna will make it easy for you. He's Bhagwan, he's God, he can bless you, he can make it all easy for you. But the idea of human life, the purpose of human life, ultimately, you can hold on to your family all your life. We have to get old and die one day, everybody. So, <coughs> you can be in your family and provide, like I said, Krishna said, sitting the lotus leaf in the water, not touched by it. So, you're providing, you keep them happy, so they don't have nothing to complain. And then you can run to temple a little bit, pray and go back. So, make some adjustments. You have to make adjustments. You can't say, oh, I'm going to temple, become a sadhu and giving all up. We have a family already. That you could say when you're single. So now you have to make adjustment, but be tricky. You have to be very smart to be Krishna conscious in that situation. So when you have your... In that situation, you have to pray to Krishna. Now you drop and go. So there's so many things that you need to also pray to Krishna and he'll help you to become more... Uh, he'll, he'll give you blessing. <coughs> a lot of the time is the only way. And if you have a lot of money and you have a place, everything, then you have enough time to give to Krishna. And then if you bring your family here, they like all the devotees, the, the food and everything here, they will become more Krishna conscious. So it's a Sangha. So more you associate with this kind of people, devotees, they will become like the devotees. So if you're trying to make them yourself, it's very difficult. You, give, you bring them here, ah, very nice place, you can play around here and see the devotee. They see all the other Indian chanting and they become attracted. So on our own, it's difficult. So you also, be, that's what I mean when I say you need to be more smart, how to make people Krishna conscious, your family. Yeah, see, they also like, that's why they call they also want to come. Okay. That's good. But they have work. Oh. So that's what you said. I mean, it's because I'm leaving them at home and I'm coming here. They call me the fish. Then you get a place near the temple here. <laughs> the Falcon Khan. Somehow. But it's not easy. But I understand it's not easy. Uh, as long as they have initial desire to become, uh, to see the devotees, to come to the temple, they have some slightest desire, then Krishna will assist. But if they don't make that effort a little bit, even desire, then it's never going to happen. So that's like a lighting a fire. It starts off a little bit and then there is a fire. So if they have some desire to come and they allow you to come, that's already good. Then you can somehow inspire them. At least you are coming, one person from the family. But if they're inimical, that's a different thing. So there is a fire at starting, starting point. Right? No question from the ladies? This class is all for you. Just let me not call me again.
Why do you have to worry? Because your hair is already combed. Yeah, we should stop combing. Wait, sometime... What Prabhupada is saying here, sometimes we get carried away. We're overdoing it. And comb, get many different types of comb, which one you choose, and, and the hair should be... Devotees don't have to worry about these things. Prabhupada is just writing this general thing for uh, how people are so engrossed in it. Devotees don't have to worry because you all... Um, Unless you don't cover your hair, then you're showing it. But if you're showing it, then you need to comb it nicely. But then you don't get carried away that you comb hours and hours at home, combing it and putting the coconut oil and, and this oil and that oil. And, you know, this is maya. So we just do a little bit just so we can be clean. Not that we are spending all our life. That's what Prabhupada is saying. Yeah. At the same time, um, we need to see the, 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 the principle behind of our appearance, our looks. It's basic. So, you know, it's nice when Malajis wear jewelry, this, that. I you come here like a, uh, you know, uh, somebody, you know, in a, in a, living in a, in, a, in, a, in a bum in the street. You dress nicely, so you can attract Krishna. People come here, they see, oh, these are nice people living here, clean people and stuff. And we have Tilak. And, and, and this is actually a decoration in the body, you know. And then every, every day is a festival, so you wear nice clothes. But the idea is not that you become attached to it and, and, and do all this uh, fancy stuff. I know I lived in Hong Kong, there was one Indian mother used to come to the temple. You know, the Chinese people, they wear sari, they're very nice, Westerners. And, and uh, this Indian mother would come like overly dressed, jewelry hanging here, up to the neck, and knee and rotating here, and one goes down here, feet and hand. That's overly doing it. Okay, not, you know, that's on a festival day or something, not even then. So that's, so everybody's like, wow, I'm here, wow, you know, like. <laughs> so you see what is, um, what's the level, common thing. So Prabhupada is saying in a general way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have to stop here after nine. Hare Krishna.